it's never been more important to have sort of soldiers in your army of motherhood to help you on those days when you might feel discouraged. Welcome to the 30 Second Book Club Podcast. It's a podcast for people who want to read more books and want to be at a book club, but really don't have time to do either. So I take care of that for you. And if you say, there's no way I could ever read a book again because I've got a toddler and I'm trying to figure out how to just get through that crazy time of life. Well, this is a book for you. I'm talking with Aaron Brown Hollis, author of the book, Cheers to the Diaper Years, 10 Truths for Thriving While Barely Surviving. Let's start with truth number one, which is, you know, that you were selected by God to be a mama to your babies. You've been chosen. And I think a lot of us think, you know, why why are we in this situation? And there's a reason. Absolutely. That's exactly right, Andy. You know, one of the truths that is so reassuring throughout our whole walk as mamas is we have this baby for a reason. You know, whether that be through the beautiful ministry of adoption, foster care, or birth, God has chosen us to nurture these babies and raise them for Him. And so I think that helps us take that backpack of pressure off when we realize that at the end of the day, we weren't called to do this, and this is our role, and no one could do a better job than the one that God designed to do it. And this is true, you know, if, if you have a child, or maybe you're expecting, or you're you're looking at starting that journey. Um, <laughs> there's so many books, you know, what to expect when you're expecting. But Aaron, you know, what's what is what should somebody actually tell you? What, what's the truth you need to hear when you're expecting that maybe you don't usually hear? Well, I think, Andy, one of the things I would have loved someone to tell me was, you know what, you're not going to get it all right. You're never going to be super mom. The beautiful images on Pinterest are deceiving. Motherhood is so much more about the little moments that no one ever knows about, the little snuggles you get before bedtime, the the, the first time you hear the word mommy, all of these moments that we sort of treasure and keep to ourselves. And, you know, there's so much pressure on us today when we, as soon as we open our phones in the morning or, you know, turn them on, we're, our Instagram and Facebook feeds are flooded with these gorgeous pictures of perfect families. And the truth is we all have moments like that. We all have Christmas card moments. But we also have spaghetti-stained couch cushions and massive Cheerio spills at the front door right before, you know, company arrives. And those are okay moments also. And another thing I wish someone had shared with me is that motherhood, while you're, you know, you've been gifted with these beautiful blessings, can also be very lonely uh, because you're at home or maybe you're at work and you're worried about your babies or you're thinking, what can I do to be there for them? And that, I love one of the sections in the book about finding your mom tribe, because it's never been more important to have sort of soldiers in your army of motherhood to help you on those days when you might feel discouraged. It's such a good thing to know that you're not alone in here. And you were talking about finding that, you know, moms need to find a tribe. Why is that? Well, I think one of the most important things is, you know, you feel, oh, I'm I'm going to go and deliver this baby, and then we're going to go home, and everything is going to be awesome, and we'll have so much fun. And while all that is true, one of the most shocking moments that happens right after you get home, maybe your mom leaves after helping you, or your husband goes back to work, or your friend, or whoever's been assisting you during those first few days, or maybe you started out alone. And it's that feeling of, oh my goodness, this is my new normal. And 
So I learned that very quickly after having my first baby that I was going to need support. I was going to need a friend that I could text at 2 a.m. or, you know, 10 p.m. or whatever and just, you know, get advice or share those mommy manic moments where you're just like, am I the only one on this earth that is cleaning bathroom, you know, (laughs) stuff off of a crib rail right now? And the truth is, no, you are not alone. And there are so many mothers walking that same journey, and that is sometimes all we need is to be reassured that we aren't alone on this journey. And so this book will give some very funny ways to reach out to other mothers that might look like taking a meal to another mother just because or texting someone in your contact list that you've always kind of wanted to be friends with, but you never made that first step and realizing that some of your best lifelong friends will come to you in your parenting journey. Hmm. And, you know, for those moments, um, Aaron, you know, it's 2 a.m. and even your friends are sleeping. Thankfully, you wish you were, but they, <laughs> but they are and you're not. You know, uh, how do you um, how do you uh, find comfort in Christ when you're going through those really tough parenting times and, and there's no one else around? Well, and that is so true. So I have. This, that's why I wrote this book, because it's such an encouragement to find in written here that you're not alone. And I've provided so many Bible verses. And one of the things that I do when I am uh, awakened by one of my little ones is I instantly open the Word. And I just read whatever God has for me right then, and it's always crazily right on point of what I need. And then another suggestion that I have for moms is to keep a journal of all of the reasons to be grateful. So, for example, you know, every day is not going to be great, but there will be something great about every day. And so I just like to, whenever I get a free moment to jot down something that my child said that day or that I thought was just really fun that we did, or heck, that we woke up, (laughs) that's a great thing. And so when I am all alone at 2 a.m., I'll often look at that little journal, and there may only be three sentences in it, because, I mean, as we know, Andy, at times, there's just no time in parenting, but it always brings a smile to my face to remember that no matter what darkness I might be in in that moment, there's so much joy in parenting. One of the toughest things, and this happens even with fellow parents, which just drives me crazy, Erin, is they try to... Uh, parent my kids because they don't think I'm doing a good enough job. Like I've got a seven month old. And, and a lot of the times my friends who also have kids and they understand how crazy it is, they'll, they, they'll always say, oh, well, you know, it seems like your daughter has a full diaper or maybe, you know, she should get a new shirt on because this one's kind of messy. And I think, <laughs> you know better, but why are you doing that? So how do we mute those mommy shamers? Absolutely. Well, I think one of the first things we have to remind ourselves is God did not pick those people to raise our babies. So the first thing we've got to remind ourselves is it really doesn't matter what the produce stocker at Publix or the grocery store says. It doesn't matter what our mother-in-law, however well-meaning she may be, says. And it certainly doesn't matter what some random mother on social media has to say about parenting. What matters is what God has placed in your heart. And um, I always go back to Galatians 1.10, and are we trying to please God or others? And that's really awesome, because the truth is we should just be pleasing God. And so long as we're praying and getting His direction, then however we decide to parent our children, so long as it's in line with what He has guided us in doing, 
then we can rest assured that we're doing the right thing. And so I always say, shake off those haters. Tell them to take several seats and rest assured that you're doing the very best you can. And another thing that I encourage in the book is we're all going to have bad days. We don't know when those days will come in parenting. Some days we're going to feel like we are super mom and that we have gotten everything checked off the to-do list. Other days, we're going to look in the mirror and be like, who is this woman staring back at me? But the truth is, we have to rest assured that on all the days, no matter whether they're good or bad, we are doing the best for our kids. And one of the things I have in the book, and these are things that I encourage you to tell your haters, is educate before you conversate, empathize before you criticize, and edify before you terrify. As long as we are building each other up and reminding ourselves that we're on this journey together, then hopefully we can unite in that and stop trying to judge one another. All right. So let's do, let's talk about scheduling, squashing the scheduling savages. Man, I, that, that, that speaks to me. Um, as right, right now, um, you know, school just started for us last week. And so now this is the first full week. And so, you know, my oldest has soccer and then the other after school stuff. And my middle one is going to start piano lessons this year. And, you know, it's just so easy, you know, as a parent, you want your kids to be well-rounded and be better little humans than you were. But then on the other side, you realize all I'm doing is running from point A to point B and it doesn't seem like there's anything else that happens in my life. So how do we, how do we, how do we fight against that? The overscheduling that always seems to happen as parents. Absolutely. That's one of the worst parts is our freedom is ripped away from us immediately, but we it's replaced with this awesome new responsibility for our kids. So a few tips is I say take a minute each week to plan ahead. So I usually take about 30 minutes every Sunday. And I'll be honest, I'm not one of those meal prep mamas. I don't do any of the bento boxes. I'm not that. I just sit down and on a sheet of paper, I say, okay, This is what we've got going on this week. How can I delegate? That's one of the best things we can learn as moms is to delegate. That's why God blessed us with our tribe and our spouses and our parents and our friends is we can take some of that backpack of burden off of us and share it with our loved ones who are there to help us on the journey. Another thing I encourage is learn the beauty of saying no. It's okay not to be PTO chairman every year. In fact, I declined it this year and I'm living my best life. I'm not responding to 75 emails every 30 minutes, and there is another beautiful mom that has taken that role, and I'm loving, encouraging, and cheerleading her from the sidelines. So don't feel pressure to say yes to everything. And one of my other tips is theme your meal nights. Make it a party. Every day should be a party. So at our house, Monday, meet Monday. We got burgers, we got spaghetti, we got something along those lines. Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. Grill some chicken, make it easy, pick up Taco Go, whatever works for your family. Wednesday, whatever daddy brings home Wednesday. I plop a takeout night right in the middle of the week so that I get that little oasis of vacation and I can like revamp for the next two days. Thursday, that's surf and turf it up Thursday at our house. (laughs) We usually serve... um, I'll be honest, frozen shrimp, something simple, a piece of fish that I can grill for maybe five minutes and put it on the plate. And then Friday is our favorite day, and that is pizza and popcorn. And no, moms, I'm not always making the homemade, you know, 
fresh pizza crust and tomato sauce. Sometimes we do, and that's a party too, but it's a celebration that you made it through the week, and it's so fun to create those traditions with your kiddos. So take a minute this week to plan ahead and make every day a celebration. What's the kind of some last things that you want to share just to encourage us that we are going to make it? We can do this. Yes. Well, one of the things I always tell my friends is, you know, what's up with this whole parenting thing. A lot of times we feel like we just don't know what the next step is. We don't know, should I send my child to this school? Should I use these diapers? What about bottle versus breastfeeding? All of these struggles hit us right off the bat when we bring home baby. But I always say to give grace to yourself and to others. There's a million different parenting plans in this world. And what is so significant about that is that there isn't a right one. If there was, then God would have put a, you know, God's guide to, girlfriend's guide to, you know, parenting in the back of the Bible, but (laughs) he didn't do that because he will encourage you in his own ways because that's another thing. Every child is different, so they are going to require a different style of parenting, and it's not going to match up with Susie Homemaker down the street, and it won't match up with Pinterest Perfect Mom at times. Sometimes it will. But as long as we're giving our children what they need in Christ, then we're doing an awesome job and we're knocking it out of the park. I also say to consult God, not Google. Um, So in my worry section in the book, I remind moms just what we were just talking about. There will be a lot of moments when you feel that you just don't have the right answer. But when you pray and you reach out to um, your friends who can give you good encouragement and advice, I always say to find a same-stage survivor and a step-ahead sorcerer, which is a cheeky way of saying, get those people that you really trust in your life that are also parenting with God's direction, that are in that same stage as you, and maybe a couple stages ahead, and do life together. Give each other grace, build each other up, and encourage one another. And I just want to end on saying every day of motherhood is not going to be great, but there will be something great about every day. So remind yourself when you go to bed at night that even though today might have looked very scary and it might not have been what you would consider your best day of parenting, you loved on your babies, you fed them, you nurtured them, and you guided them in God's grace. And at the end of the day, that is the best you can do here on this earth. So I just want to say I love all of you moms, and I am here in this journey with you, and I would love to take the journey with you in Cheers to the Diaper Years. Hopefully, Aaron Brown Hollis really kind of helped you get through some lies that you might believe about being a parent and how you have the truth of God's going to be there with you through it all. Next week, Lisa Graft, who's written this incredible journal called What's True About You, will be talking about some lies that you might believe and how to replace that with the truth. And if you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, share it with a friend, and give us a five-star review because that really helps get the word out to other people as well. Thanks.